Hey, welcome in everybody. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast. I'm your host, Evan Newberger, here with me as always, Adam Sidek and Robbie Larson. Guys, how we doing? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I for one was not really expecting to be here. Uh, got called out to work last second this week and then uh, things changed very quickly and I'm back now. So, hey, I'm glad to be here. thought I was going to have to miss my first one ever. That's uh not, not this week. No, we need you this week. We're we're, uh, we're glad uh, we're glad you're here. Um, yeah, feeling, oh, do you need me this week? Because no, you guys we're, were, we're just feeling, absolutely <laughs> we're feeling pretty good last at, after last there week. Were, uh, there were some good uh, guy to my left here had a phenomenal week. There were some good picks. Um, well, we're gonna get into all of that. Um, plus, we've got to break down our week four picks, which we're excited to give you guys. We've got the locks for you. We've got the. Uh, podcast parlay we've got our consensus eliminator and then uh, spoiler alert it is the return of the power parlay of the week brought to you by adam sidek so you're not going to want to miss that one been a long time coming. <laughs> didn't want to bring it out until i felt felt it necessary and uh, I, I love i love i love what he got going this week so looking right. forward to sharing that with the people all right all right well yeah we're going to want to hear all about that we want to know what the odds are because we know that they're always money makers so uh, let's get after it. Uh, with that, guys, why don't we do a little bit of a look back into week three and uh, how we did. So we talked about those records uh, earlier here. Uh, Robbie, 9-7 and seven last week, so not too bad. Uh, Adam went 10-6 and six against the spread. Nice work. And then, uh, you know, 13-3. It is what it is. Is uh, <laughs> how I did. And uh, Taking over the lead for the year. Yeah, well, well uh, so for the year, we're all we're all doing quite well. Uh, Robbie twenty five and twenty three, Adam twenty seven and twenty one, I'm twenty eight and twenty. So hey, we're picking them. Yep. No, no matter no matter which person on here you follow, or whether it's some sort of combination of the three of us, we're not steering you wrong. So. Yep. And last week we a little downturn week on the overrunners, but overall Robbie six and six, uh, Evan ten and six, and myself thirteen and four. That we is... don't we don't tell you we don't tell you to take overrunners on every game, but uh, you know when we do you might might want to tail. You are wildly hot on the. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't understand. I, but, but my lock last week. Well, we'll get into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Grant, we also had a lot of unders last week, and I don't think any of us really saw that. That that was a lot of unders. Um, let me count this up right now. Um, this looks like it's eleven unders. Wow. And five overs. Yeah, that's um. Usually, you expect it to be a little more balanced than that, but uh, that's 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 quite a bit. Yep. All right, so let's take a look at uh, at our locks of the week from last week. Um, Adam, Cardinals, Jags over fifty one and a half. So I missed. That's brutal. Yeah, that, that one really looked, it looked so close that you know pick six. I thought it was happening, um, and they sort of just scored a stayed there. So yeah. um, you know, I, I I still feel good about that one. I Cliff Kingsbury is an overcoach. We all know that. Yep. Uh, Robbie. Lions plus eight. Great call. Great call. Thought they were going to win it, too. Yeah, almost but, money. Wow, what, what a kick by Justin Tucker. Man, talk, talk about a legend kicker right there. <laughs> I can't believe that went in. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was an all-time kick. Like, I mean, obviously, it's the record holder. But, um, yeah, just the dramatics behind that hitting the crossbar. 
and uh, bouncing over. Such Best a, kick I've ever seen. Such a Lions way to lose it too. Like yeah. not not talking crap about the Lions, but you know they they get real unlucky, and it seems like even more so over the last couple of years about just like bad last second yeah, luck. You know, clock, going the other way. Zero for about three seconds. Yeah. Fourth and nineteen. I don't know how they lost that game. I, f- I felt bad for the Lions fans. That was that was that, brutal. They deserved to win that one. Oh gosh. Great call on that, though, Rob. Yeah, that was a great call. Uh, and then finally, uh, I had Bears-Browns under 47. Um, I think the Bears' offense had under 47 yards that game. That's not even a joke. I'm no, I think you're right. pretty sure that's correct. Um, so, yeah, at least if the Bears are going to be a travesty, we should profit off of it. I think exactly. Matt Nagy's IQ is under 47 as well. Yeah, which. yeah. I mean, I think that's a mortal lock at this point. Um, yeah, we'll get into all that later. Uh our uh, podcast parlay, we had Chargers plus six and a half, so that was a great call in total by the group. Uh, Eagles-Cowboys under 52. That game just wound up flying over. Um, yeah, the uh, the Cowboys just just murdered them. It was, that game was over before it began. Yeah. And then Giants minus three, they just, uh, yeah, they didn't really take care of business at home against the Falcons, so... That was a that's a tough L from them. We're gonna remember that one. I feel like every time we trust the Giants, they let us down. I just feel like any time the Falcons are involved in anything, I'm gonna get upset. Uh, okay, uh, with that, um, let's head into Week Four here then. But first, before we do that, we've got to hear from our sponsor. So if you're looking to take a move, you know whether it be you know for work. Sometimes we have to get you know. Mo- traded to a different market uh trust dan arnold's traveling agency um you know they specialize in going from rural to urban areas um you know they'll help you out they'll try to they'll try to get you there fast and uh quick and you know just without without a lot of uh compromise there so uh trust dan arnold's travel agency um located locally here and um ready to help wherever yeah and you know they 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 absolutely load up the trailers like perfect. It's like almost like Tetris, you know. They they just make the end of the truck very tight, you know. It's it's unbelievable to see. <laughs> well, Dan Arnold's. Uh, make sure you contact them now. They've got some great rates available for you guys. Uh, so yeah, just uh, mention the show. But uh, all right, with that, let's no, get no in. loose ends. They're always they're always <laughs> super tight there. But um, yeah, very good, very good sponsor. <laughs> All right, uh, week four, guys. Uh, we're starting it off. We have a fun one uh, for the Thursday night game. It's the Jaguars taking on the Bengals in Cincinnati. Bengals are seven and a half point favorites in this game with the over under set at forty six. Um, guys, I'm I'm gonna take this one to start because I got some takes on this game. Come out strong for Thursday night. <laughs> I'm of the belief. That the Steelers, wait, just follow me on this. The Steelers, week one, hit some sort of jackpot miracle win against the Bills. But that win is no way indicative of their form and, and, and how good they actually are. The Steelers, in particular their offense, are just a dog shit team at this point. And I'm going to be fading them. But... What ties this all home is I think the Bengals are getting a lot of credit right now for pulling off the win last week against the Steelers. 
And I just don't think that that's really worth anything. Um, plus, we just saw the Bengals lose to this Bears team that we know is an atrocity. So when I see here that the Bengals are seven and a half point favorites at home, I, I'm immediately thinking, what I'm actually thinking is Jags money line. But what I'm going to lock up for you today, and it's a mortal lock, is the Jaguars plus seven and a half. But it's a lock! No! This Jags team is making some progress. They played a pretty tough game against the Cardinals. That's a tough opponent. But I liked what I saw there. They're starting to make some strides. Lawrence starting to piece it together. Plus, I just have faith in Urban Meyer um, over Zach Taylor. Like, honestly, we don't have any proven coaches here on the sideline. So I don't think the coaching comes into play here. And Urban Meyer's got a better resume overall in football than Zach Taylor does. Um, I don't understand why the Jags are this much dogs uh, on the road here against the Cincinnati team. I'm not seeing it. I'm I'm locking up that uh, 7.5. And furthermore, over under 46, give me the over because the Jags are going to be competitive in this game. I expect the Bengals to put up some points too. But I, I think this game's going over 46. I think we've got a surprisingly good matchup here on Thursday night. I think this one will be entertaining. But, uh, guys, you know, tell me if I'm crazy if you need to. I don't think you're that crazy. Uh, I, I, this this Bengals team, it's, yeah, they're they're fine. But, yeah, they, nothing about them that screams elite by any means. And, you know, I, I might throw a little bit, just sprinkle just a little bit, just for some action on maybe the Jaguars' money line, you know, just for a little fun. Uh, I, I could see that happening. Uh, this was when I was actually looking at the Eliminators. Um, this this is one game where, you know, it's a high spread, so you kind of kind of lean towards those high spread teams, right? But I, I had no confidence in the Bengals. I, I straight glossed over them. Uh, I, I think this is a good call. I think the Jaguars are going to be able to stay in it. Um, and, you know they they've got some fight in they're they're growing this is a brand new team brand new system um you, you're seeing some improvements just week by week it's it's not it's not the massive improvements but you don't need to have massive improvements uh, to be able to improve and uh, um you know I said improve a lot in the last 30 seconds right there but uh <laughs> you know I like the Jags yeah, speaking of improvement, I, Trevor Lawrence it doesn't take much for him to improve on you know what he's done so far this year you know, I was on a, I was on the tilt for this game. I mean, I, I think the, I think you guys are crazy in thinking the Jags could win this game. I, I think the Bengals, their defensive units, legit. Um, in offense, they got some weapons, so I, I, I fully expect the Bengals to win this game. But you're absolutely right. Getting seven and a half here is outrageous for a, an unproven team. Um, and the Jags, they, we've seen sort of them at their worst. They're bound to. Like Robbie said, improve, but um, you know I, I would not take the money line here. I, I fully expect the Bengals to win at home. You know they, they can go to three and one here. There hasn't been a lot of excitement in Cincinnati. This is a prime time game. I think I think they're going to come out strong here. But uh, I'm with you guys. Seven and a half is outrageous. Way too much for you know an unproven Bengals team. Boy, if this if this team went to three and one and their only loss was that Bears game. I mean, that's just, that's comedic. Considering what their schedule was with the Vikings and the Steelers to start, and now here the Jags, I mean, yeah. Well, the Bears offense played bad that game. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was 100%. Just that was a defensive couple, win. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, guys. Uh, next game up, we've got the Washington football team taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Falcons are one-and-a-half-point dogs at home in this one with the over-under set at 47-and-a-half. Um, guys, I don't really have a great feel for this game. So, uh, Adam, I'll turn it over to you. What are your thoughts? I feel pretty good about the team here. Um, you know, I last week was a tough week for them. Uh, I, mean, they, they, I think they put up a pretty good fight against the Bills. Defensively, they haven't looked good all year, which is a shock to me, especially going in. I thought they were going to be one of the stronger defensive units. Um, this feels like a bounce-back matchup to me. I, I, I think the team, uh, they win here and you know, even though it's on the road, I think they, you know, I think they cover here, and it, I don't particularly think it's close. But uh, my, my favorite bet of this game is going to be the under. Um, look at the Falcons and the teams. These are two of the bottom five teams that throw in the ball um, down the field. Um, they like to keep things close, um, run the ball. The Falcons are, oddly enough, one of, uh, I think, the number one team in throwing to the running backs, um, which, you know, when you have Pitts and uh, Calvin Ridley would, you know, might not be the best decision in my opinion, but um, either or, I don't think these both these offenses are proficient enough to warrant a line of forty-seven and a half. Um, so I, yeah, I love the under here. I think that's an outrageously high line. Yeah, I, I would probably lean under in this one too. Um, this is, yeah, this is a game I'm probably not touching. This, I don't really expect the, well. I will say I I didn't have a whole lot of faith in the Giants. Uh, it seemed like they like to lose games, and you know, look what they did. They they lost to the Falcons there. Uh, I I don't think that means a whole lot to the Falcons winning that game there. I I am gonna stay on the team side here. This is they they seem like they're the better team. You know, um, the, honestly, the team is very underwhelmed. Uh, this so far this season I thought yeah like you said ahead of my, I thought this defense was going to be a lot better and going to keep them a little more competitive and uh you know I Falcons I I just can't even though they won last week I just still can't side with them they're they're just such a meh team that uh I I can't I can't I can't go along with them I'm, I'm gonna be on the team yeah, you know, for me, looking at this game, like I said, I'm I don't really have a great feel for it. I'm leaning team, but I think this is a stay away game for me. You know, that Falcons team getting that win, I I did not see that coming last week. I thought the Giants, given how they looked off of that uh, Thursday night loss to the um, uh, Washington Football Team, would uh, you know, in ten days to prepare, I just thought that they would have a better showing. So I don't. I don't know if that's uh, if that's a you know a lapse in judgment on uh, on the Giants' part, or if uh, or if this Falcons team is piecing some stuff together because I you know I was initially high on them, uh, but at any rate, I I like what the team is doing. I wish you know they got to figure a few things out on defense. Uh, they've been gashed a little bit here early, but the talent's there. So I you know talent's there, the coaching's there. I'm sure they can get it together. And uh, yeah, so. Definitely, I'm thinking uh, leaning team here. I think the defense gets it back a little bit together. And I would, uh, you know, this Tyler, Taylor Heineke-led offense, they're capable. You know, they can move the ball. Uh, they've got uh, some playmakers out there, Gibson and uh, and uh, Scary Terry, that can, you know, pick up uh, pick up yards and chunks. And, uh, you know, I'm not, 
I'm not convinced this Falcons team is good yet, so give me give me the team. I got a question for you, Evan. Would you rather have Taylor Heineke or Matt Ryan as your quarterback right now? I say this with zero hesitation, Taylor Heineke. Okay. That's kind of what I figured, and I, honestly, I might lean the same. You know, Matt Ryan's just not looking the same. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how much of that is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan hasn't looked good, but I don't know how much of that is this offense. It, they're, they're a completely different offense than what Matt Ryan's ever worked with. They're ground, ground game, short, quick passing, um, lateral lateral passing game, which uh, I don't think scoots, uh, suits their, their skill set of the players. But, um, yeah, it's a close call. Heineke's, Heineke's he's a gamer. Good yeah. guy to root for. Absolutely. Um, all right, guys, next game up. We got to do it. It's, uh, it's the Detroit Lions heading into Chicago to take on the Bears. Bears are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home in this one, and the over-under is set at 41-and-a-half. Um Robbie, why don't you go first? That's all I have to think about this game. Oh, this is this might be a gross game. I, I think the Lions have a shot to pick up their first win in this one. Um, I, I'm probably not going to touch this just because Bears are better on paper, but that, that doesn't mean a whole lot when you have Matt Nagy there who's calling the plays and he's, he's trying to make... It, the personnel fit his scheme rather than making his scheme work around the personnel he has. He, he's done this throughout his career. He just doesn't adjust. Um, I mean, the Bears looked such a better offense under Bill Lazor when he took over play calling last year, and until that happens, I can't side with the Bears. Uh, it's it's too bland. It's too much naggy trying to overthink everything. And... Yeah, I, I am going to actually side with the Lions here, I, or confidently. Like, uh, you know, this, this Bears team is just a disgrace. I, I don't care that they're home right now. Um, I, I don't like this play calling that we're, we're getting from Nagy. Sometimes you just got to talk it out, man, and then you see it more clearly. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I completely agree with you. Lions here. I, I like Lions money line, actually. Um, I'm confident in Lions plus two and a half. I don't think you're going to see very many points in this game scored at all. So I personally wouldn't be tempted by that uh, low over under at 41 and a half. I'm, I'm not touching that. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is the Lions have played uh, much tougher teams than the Bears, and the Lions have looked better um, pretty much every single week. Uh, they've played some tough competition. Uh, this is really the first cupcake they're going to get, and... I think the Lions are going to come out here and show that they're um, maybe not the most talented team on the field, but absolutely the best coached and uh, the team probably with the most pride right now. Oh, I see that joke. There it is. There it is. Um, no, but I'm, I'm serious. Uh, I like the Lions here. I, I think the Bears are in complete disarray. The, the minute I heard Nagy say that all three quarterbacks were in play to start this game just shows how absolutely lost they are. Okay, if you're this bad, who get who cares? If like just let Fields figure it out and let him get some reps. Okay, it, it, if he loses, so what? Like just give him game action, let him get used to it. Benching him in favor of Foles after one week is going to do him zero favors. Okay, and it's going to wreck his confidence. That's the worst thing he could do. I, yeah, I'm very done with this regime. But in the meantime, I'm going to bet against him. Lions money line. 
Yeah, I mean, big news today, actually. Bears um, purchased uh, property in Arlington Heights. Uh, I think that might just be to send Nagy there to race other hounds. Because, um, I mean, he, I, I'm so fed up with what everything. I mean, you guys have already covered it. And, and no ability to adjust to any game plan. He's so hyper I don't know, obsessed with his scheme that, I mean, everyone in the league knows that it's it's just like some Walmart version of a Chiefs offense with no playmakers. Um, you know, as long as he's the Bears head coach, the Bears are going nowhere. Just an embarrassment to any uh, any of those players, any former players and, and the fans of the Chicago Bears. But talking about this game here, I'm actually going to lean the Bears. Um I mean, you saw even last week, their defense played outstanding. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the yardage, it was like 400 yards to 40, or, you know, you can look at the stats, but the, the stats don't say that that Bears defense played good and they were out there the entire game. Um, and going back to, you know, the Bengals game, they won that game for the Bears flat out. Um, still a very capable unit, the best unit out of either of these two teams. Um, I, you know, the season's on the line for the Bears. They, they cannot afford to lose this game. Um, I, I think they come out um, with a little bit more pride than what they showed last week. And um, hopefully the offensive game plan is better than, you know, the, the abortion that we saw last week. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take the Bears here. Don't feel great about it. But, um, you know, I, I think two and a half at home versus yeah. the Lions is, is not a huge ask. I, I still can't believe Leslie. This, this is going to be it for me. <laughs> I'm ripping on Aggie, but I, I just couldn't believe that Miles Garrett was just destroying Jason Peters. It was basically came from just like fishing all in retirement, and um, there was no adjustments. Nothing like uh, maybe roll roll out fields to the right to give him a little more time, but no, nothing. They just let him. Block. They just no. no. I think I think nothing. I, like 15 out of 20 throws they had five men protection that's how you end up with nine sacks and no one was open because they weren't rolling yeah it was this ter terrible probably the single game worst plan. game plan i've ever seen out of any football yeah i mean granted the lines d line is going to be a lot worse than what they just saw so i'm gonna get a little more time um but yeah the no confidence in the spares team yeah, they don't have a uh, offensive tackle really on either side, and it's it's showing. Adam, I think uh, you might have just coined a, a good phrase there. The Bears, they're basically the Kirkland Chiefs. You know, they're just just off-brand Chiefs football. Hey, and don't don't disrespect Costco like that. <laughs> Costco's got some high quality Kirkland. That, that that's that's a lot higher quality than what the Bears are doing. Oh, should I have said Aldi brand maybe? That's, that's too good. That's still brands, maybe still too good. Too good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the dog food brand. <laughs> Alpo Chiefs. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, we're done with this game, and it's fine. The Bears are bad. Uh, okay, next game up, guys. We've got the Tennessee Titans heading into New York to take on the Jets. Jets are eight point underdogs at home, which just about sums up uh, how their season has gone so far. And the over-under in this one is set at 45 and a half. Um, guys, I'm, I like the Titans in this one. I don't feel great about it. Probably won't bet it. But at the same time, I can't see the Jets being competitive. It's kind of an unstoppable force meets a brick wall. You've got the Titans that are incapable of uh, playing in a blowout. Uh, they only play close games, even against bad opponents. And then the Jets, who just, you know, 
basically lay down and die out there each week. So uh, I'm not sure which narrative is going to show up here. That's why I probably won't bet this one. But uh, if I had to pick something, you got to think that uh, you know this Titans team, maybe they showed at the end of last week, Derrick Henry started going. They can start putting it together and, and whoop up on this uh, uh, front seven of the Jets. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll lean the Titans here uh, minus the eight on the road, but don't feel great about it. Yeah, I actually feel pretty decent about the Jets this week, uh, getting eight at home. Uh, you look at the Titans, like, I mean, we've mentioned it for years. They they, <laughs> they don't win by a lot of points. They, they win close games. But specifically this week, it looking more than likely they're going to be out both A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Um, you know, when it's just Derrick Henry there, I think they're going to be significantly limited on the offensive side. And if the Jets have any strength, it's, a, it's the run defense. So I think this is setting up for a pretty decent matchup for the Jets to keep this close. And, you know, Zach Wilson, sort of the same story as Trevor Lawrence. You're bound to do better than what he's done. He, he's looked very bad. Um, Having said that, the Titans' defense isn't anything that's spectacular, especially in the in the past defense. So I, I think this is sort of a get-right game for Zach Wilson. The arm's clearly there. I think uh, Corey Davis has a good revenge game here uh, gets his former team, and I, I think I feel pretty good about the Jets covering here. Yeah, I, I'm I'm signing with the Jets as well. Uh, I I think they. Well, Titans are, you, you mentioned they're beat up a little bit, but, you know, Jets, uh, their wide receiver core is a little little beat up as well. Um, so, honestly, I'm not seeing a whole lot of offense in this game. Um, it's, it's pretty bad as both these defenses are. I, um, I, I wanted to actually bet on the Jets, but I just couldn't do it because I could see a situation where Derrick Henry just – goes absolute bonkers on this defense and just puts up three 90-yard rushing TDs, something crazy like that, and be able to uh, out be able to cover that eight points. But uh, I really like the under here. 45-and-a-half seems like a lot for these two teams, and I, I can't see both of these teams hitting 20 points, which... And I, I don't really see either of these teams getting up to 30 either. So I, I really like the under here. Uh, I, I think this is going to be one a little slower game. Um, maybe a lot less offensive movement um, here. So, you know, that, that that's what I like. Okay, uh, next game up, guys. Uh, we've got the Browns and the Vikings. Uh, Vikings are two-point underdogs at home in this one with the over-under at 51-and-a-half. Um you know, we just saw the Browns come off that uh, that ass whooping that they put on the Bears, and Vikings, meanwhile, uh, had a pretty good game against the Seahawks. Got a good home win uh, that they desperately needed after a couple tough losses to uh, start the season. Um, for me, guys, I, I think I like the Vikings here. Um, I just see this uh, this being a kind of a closer game than people uh, would anticipate. I think the Vikings. Uh, have a good chance of winning this. Um, you know, they've got that good home crowd that I think will help them out here. Um, and I just think that they've got the offense that could kind of put pressure on the Browns. And, um, you know, I think that's when Baker kind of tends to struggle is he's, he's good when he can play from a lead, but this Vikings team can get up on you quick. 
Um, I really like the way their offense is looking right now, and it could cause the Browns trouble and you know force them to play from behind early. And um, yeah, I just got a feeling the Vikings are going to be in this one, so I'm I'm leaning Vikings. But what do you guys think? Is this the Kevin Stefanski revenge game right here? <laughs> that's that's what it feels like. I, I'm going to be with the Browns here. This uh, not not very inspired by this Vikings team in general. This Browns team, you know, they've they've got a good core on both sides of the ball. I, I like what they're doing. I I think this uh, Vi- Vikings uh, secondary, you know, Odell, he looked pretty good coming back. Uh, I may have heard that he's a little beat up, but I wouldn't expect him to miss this game by any means. Uh, but this this Browns team is, I think they're. they're one of the better AFC teams uh, this year, and I, I think they've got a very good shot to win this um, by at least two. I mean, that's that's a small point total to me, so I I, I like them here minus two. Yeah, I agree. I I feel great about the Browns this week. I think they're going to be able to run the ball at will against this Vikings front. Um, you know, I I, I definitely like the Browns here. Vikings. Um, you know, they had a good win last week, but, um, you know, I just don't see Jefferson and Thielen and uh, Conklin just being wide open against this Browns secondary. They looked great last week against the terrible Bears offense, but still, that secondary is very good. Um, and, you, you know, whether it's going to be Cook or Madison, I think Vikings are going to have to run the ball to win the game. And uh, I just don't see them having too much success with that um so i love the browns here to cover and i also love the under in this game last week uh, i was all over the viking seahawks under um i thought that line was outrageous i also think this line is outrageous at 51 and a half for um you know browns team that's very heavily defensive oriented and you know they love to run the ball so i you know i i I see this being a clear browns win and and a clear under um, you know, feel free to parlay those two together. But um, you're you're also on the Browns Bears under, right? I was. Yeah. Big under guy. Big under guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also really like the under this week. Uh, similarly, Adam, I think. Um, you know, we called that Seahawks game right last week. That was that was really good. Just uh, had that feel of one of those lower scoring games uh, relative to what the two offenses can do. And, um, yeah, I, I think this over-under, I mean, I don't I just don't see that Browns team really lighting the world on fire, and then their defense is good enough to keep keep the Vikings in check and, and force them three and out. So 51.5 just seems yeah. just way too high. Just to put in perspective, that Vikings game, that was probably the best game I've seen Kirk Cousins play as a Viking, and the under still hit. Yeah. So, I, I mean, pound the under in this game. Yep. Um, okay, uh, next game up, guys. We've got the Indianapolis Colts heading into Miami to take on the Dolphins. Dolphins are two-point favorites at home with an over-under set at 43. Um, Robbie, why don't you start this one off? This is uh, hey, you want to talk another revenge game? Let's talk about the Jacoby Brissett revenge game going on right here. Uh, this Colts team seems a little beat up at the moment, especially when you they have... Carson Wentz going out there on two sprained ankles and just not looking good whatsoever. Uh, this this Dolphins team, I, I think they've got a little f- fight with uh, Brissett. You know, he's he's made a good g- connection with Gesicki uh, last week. Uh, I, I think they could be able to get 
things moving on this Colts defense, especially if uh, uh, Darius Leonard is a little banged up as well. Um, this this Colts team, man, I, I I'm not really inspired inspired by them either. Um, they they haven't been great so far this year. Um, you know, now they also have uh, Jonathan Taylor a little banged up, Quentin Nelson a little banged up. This Dolphins team, I, I think we'll be able to pull it off at home. You know, they, they, they get that Miami weather, which can usually throw off teams. And, but uh, overall, I think this game is one that I'm going to stay away from. Um, these are two teams that, you know, I can see quite a few different things happening. What, what about you, Adam? I like the Dolphins here. Uh, I like the the battle they played with last week against the Raiders. Um, I don't think, you know, talent-wise, they had any business being in that game, and they came all the way back and almost won it in overtime. Um, on the other side, though, Colts are man, they're they're, they're so banged up. Quentin Nelson being out, um, you know, Carson Wentz was visibly hurt last week. Um, I I don't see how he's their best uh, route to a victory, just playing an injured guy. Um, I, I, I just think defense wins out here for the Dolphins being at home. Um, Brissett looked very capable last week. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to beat the Dolphins in Miami this time of year, and I just don't see a depleted Colts team going in there and doing it, um, especially with how bad they've looked in the run game with Jonathan Taylor. I, yeah, I'm, I'm on the Dolphins here. Yeah, I think you guys, uh, you guys kind of made the point for me here. You know, the Dolphins, it's it's a really tough place to play this time of year, and it's really hard for teams to go down there and uh, win a game and uh, in that element on the road. And uh, you have this spread, minus two. It's it's just not that much to cover. Um, you know, that uh, team was looking gamey last week against the uh, the Raiders, uh, so that's good to see. Brissett's moving the ball a little bit. He's getting more comfortable. Um, so I like the Dolphins here as well. I you know this Colts team just seems like they're they're kind of in one of those seasons where everything goes wrong um and uh it could just be kind of a transition year overall I kind of like what that team is doing and where they're trending but uh yeah this year just you know a little bit of a bump in the road but uh I like the Dolphins here uh too many things pointing to them so um yeah uh next up guys we've got the Carolina Panthers taking on the Cowboys Cowboys are minus four at home in this one with an over-under set at uh, 50 and a half. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to lean Panthers here. I'm going to say that that uh, Panthers defense is going to keep the Cowboys in check. Uh, I know there's uh, some concerns over, uh, you know, obviously they don't have McCaffrey. Uh, there's still, uh, you know, some weapons on the outside though for the Panthers, but Really, my my bet in this game is that this Panthers defense is able to contain this uh, Cowboys offense. It's a big ask, but I just got to feel uh, that uh, you know this this unit's been playing really well. They've been doing things the right way, and uh, I think they're going to surprise some people on the road. But uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, I was sort of shocked by when I saw the Cowboys minus four. Um, you know, being on the road or being at home, you know, implied that you know they're slightly better than. The Panthers, um, without Christian McCaffrey, I, I think they're clear as day, um, completely better team than the Panthers, um, e- even with Christian McCaffrey healthy, I would say that. But, um, you know, last week, the score didn't even indicate how 
dominant they were against the Eagles in a you know interdivision clash. Um, you know, I last last week I praised the uh, Kellen Moore for being an offensive guru. Um, Bears should pay him whatever he asked to be the next head coach of the Bears. But I, I'm gonna give praise to the defensive side with Dan Quinn. Um, you know, they forced six turnovers in three games. Um, defensive touchdown last week. Diggs looks like a lockdown corner. Um, I, I just I just see the Cowboys having too much on offense. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. You got playmakers like. Cedric Wilson and um, I'm forgetting the tight end. I mentioned him earlier. Um, oh, Schultz. So yeah, Dalton Schultz. Uh, I, I, it's too much for the the Panthers. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm loving the Cowboys here. Uh, yeah, I, I you know you make good points here, Adam. I think uh, in this game, I would uh, I'm definitely leaning under. Um, while I, you know, I agree with you. This Cowboys team is starting to put up points. I, I just think the defenses are going to be. I, I really like the way the uh, Cowboys defense is looking. So I'm not thinking the Panthers are going to put up much, but I just think this Panthers unit is underrated. So, um, how do you feel about the under fifty and a half? Uh, I mean, I agree with you with the Panthers. I think their their defense is one of the better defenses in the NFL, but. Um, I, we were talking earlier. I, I I told you guys I think the Cowboys have the best offense in in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, just how they can get it done, both through the run and the pass. How many playmakers they have. Uh, what do you What do you think about uh, the over under here, Robbie? Oh, um, I think that's that's probably a good line if you ask me. Um, I mean, I I really do like the Cowboys. Right with you there, Adam. Uh, I, they they've just been looking so good on offense and their defense has just been underrated but playing really well and honestly I think this Panthers team without miss I think they're going to be missing McCaffrey uh, I think Chuba Hubbard you know funnest name to say um, but uh, I th- I think he's not going to quite have the same uh, pass catching chops that you see out of McCaffrey and I think that's going to hurt them a little bit because you know this offense likes to pass down to their uh, running backs quite a bit uh, as that safety valve and you know I think the Panthers might struggle a little bit in Dallas here um, so um, I like the Cowboys uh, yeah this over under you know yeah I, I think the Cowboys are going to be able to put up the points but I'm not so confident about the Panthers I think that's a good line 50 and a half uh, all right guys next game up we've got the Giants taking on the Saints in New Orleans uh this is the Saints' first true home game, right? Correct. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, good. Glad they are able to get back into the stadium here after the uh, hurricane aftermath. But anyway, Saints are 7.5-point favorites at home here in this one. Pretty low over-under considering the large spread set at 43. Um, Robbie, why don't you lead us off? Man, I love the Saints in this one. Uh, I, this sounds... You know, the Saints are going to become marching home on this one. The the, the Giants are just, uh, they're, they haven't been great to begin with, and now they're even additionally beat up. Uh, they've got their one lone bright spot at receiver in Sterling Shepard, who's going to, who will probably be out for this game, um, alongside Darius uh, Slayton. Um, you know, he's, he's probably going to be gone too, who's, been great as a field stretcher to be able to open up that defense a little bit and this this Saints defense is no joke uh, they'll they'll be able to handle 
this Giants team with ease, if you ask me. And, you know, I, I liked what they I saw out of the Saints offense recently. Um, they're, they're able to get the ball moving a little bit. Um, they're, they're using Kamara a little bit, bit better here. So I, I think they shouldn't have any problem here to cover seven and a half points. Yeah, I agree. I think the main reason why I'm going to take the Saints, don't feel great about it. Main reason is because of the return in New Orleans, uh, play a true home game. I think they're going to be fired up for that. Um, you know, Giants, uh, you mentioned a couple injuries. Uh, maybe their best defensive player, Blake Martinez, is out for the year as well. Um, they're, they're pretty banged up. Um, both these teams are, you know, very inconsistent teams. Uh, Giants look good one week, look bad the other week. Uh, going back to last year, their team that did a pretty good job of covering these kind of spreads, um, you know, not winning these games but making them close. So that gives me a little bit of hesitation. But, um, I'm going to take the Saints here. Hopefully, Jameis doesn't have a bad Jameis day. Yeah, guys, I, l- I like the Saints here as well. Um, I think you hit on it with the homecoming, the injury issues with the Giants. Um, yeah, I just think uh, they're they're going to be able to control the line of scrimmage, I expect, in this game. And it uh, should be time for Kamara to, to really uh, get off the ground here and, and start moving. But, you know, you talked about kind of the inconsistent nature with these teams. At least with the Saints, you know, you got two good games, one bad one. I mean, they pretty good road win going up in New England and, and figuring that out last week. I think you got to give them credit. So they ran into some trouble against uh, this Panthers team that's, you know, sneaky good defense. Um, you know, I expect a different story here, though. They'll be motivated. They'll be energized. I think they'll be able to cover, or cover the 7.5. By the way, great call last week, Evan, with the Saints money line there. Yeah, that, that, that didn't seem like it was uh, close whatsoever. Well, it was a... Two and a half point spread, so it wasn't a huge dog. But oh yeah, but I mean, they they still showed up. Yeah, yeah. Well, just figured this Panthers team was a little bit better than people were originally thinking, and then, um, you know, wasn't wasn't thrilled with uh, with uh, what the Pats were doing. They kind of had some uh, cupcake matchups too. So um, at any rate. Uh, all right, guys, next game up, we've got the uh, Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. This game is in Philadelphia where the Eagles are seven-point underdogs, and the uh, over-under in this one is set at 54. Um, I, I really like the Chiefs here. I mean, I know that they are kind of you know, the butt of everybody's jokes around the NFL right now with their 1-2 record and being last place in their division, but... Um, I think they come out motivated for this game, and the Eagles are just the team to beat the shit out of. Uh, this is a team that had a fraudulent performance against Atlanta week one, um, but that's not who this team is. They they are a bad team with a bad defense, and uh, Jalen Hurts can't do much on the offensive end of the ball either to, do, to get this uh, team going. So I like the Chiefs here. Apparently my dog does too, and... Um, yeah, I, I think they're able to cover cover the seven easy. Yeah, I agree with you, Evan. Uh, I mean, last week I buried the Chiefs, rightfully so. Um, you know, I told told you guys if you're taking, you're feeling risky, bet Chargers money line. I should have been a little bit more uh, bold with that and should have just picked Chargers money line. But in this game, I, I do like the Chiefs. Um, seven points on the road usually a little bit too much for my taste, but 
this Eagles team, uh, they looked atrocious last week. If it wasn't for, you know, touchdown, you know, rogue touchdown in the first quarter where Fletcher Cox got the uh, fumble recovery and a, and a non-touchdown call on Dax touchdown, um, they, you know, that game could have been 40 nothing early. Um, defensive line looked horrible. Offensive line it, it didn't look as great as it did against the Falcons week one. I, I think the Chiefs should have no problem here. And talk about a team that can't afford to lose uh it's the chiefs right now they can't how good this division looks they they have to be motivated to win this game yeah i i agree this this chiefs team i i think they're primed for a a get right game against this eagles team this eagles defense is uh uh, looked a little rough against the cowboys and i think the chiefs could get out to an early lead here again and you know if there's anything i think the eagles are going to be the the kings of the uh, garbage time this year. You're, I think you're going to see a lot of the Eagles just clawing back uh, in the fourth quarter and putting up points. So I, I do really like this over here. It's a, it's a high number, but I, I think the Chiefs will put up enough points, and that the Eagles are going to be able to respond. This Chiefs defense hasn't looked great either, so I'm not very confident about the Eagles' offense being able to put up points. Um, but. Uh, yeah, as as far as the spread goes, um, man, I'm just not super confident in the Chiefs yet, but um, I, I think they should be able to do it. All right, uh, guys, let's uh, head on to our next game here. We've got the Houston Texans taking on the Buffalo Bills. Where the Bills are 16.5-point favorites in this one with an over-under set at 47. Uh Adam, I gotta toss it over to you. What do you got for us on this game? Uh, I feel great about this one. Um, sixteen and a half. You know that's a huge line, but um, I will gladly lay that. Um, and I'm gonna take the Bills uh, covering sixteen and a half as my lock of the week. But it's a lock. No. You know, personally, I I, I did an alt line twenty one and a half. Uh, I feel great about that. I I, I this Bills team. You, you mentioned it earlier. That it was a fugazi of a game week one against the Steelers. Uh, you know, I said it last week, first week jitters. Um, Bills looked like their dominant selves last week. Josh Allen was, you know, slinging the ball, running the ball. Um, they're, they're, they seem to have a running game now with Singletary, Zach Moss. Um, you know, he was inactive week one. I think that matters. Um, and this Texans team... Uh, you know, they were spirited under uh, Tyrod Taylor, but, um, you know, they... They're just outclassed and outmatched with Davis Mills at the helm. Um, Bills minus sixteen and a uh, minus sixteen and a half here is an absolute lock for me. Yeah, I I also like the Bills here. Um, you know, this Texans team is in trouble. Um, in General Mills, as we're calling him, he's uh, he's having a rough time. It's gonna be tough for him to solve anything that this Bills defense throws at him. Bills Mafia is going to be going crazy too. Home field. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see this one. This game will be over after probably the first uh, quarter. Um, Bills Bills by a mile here. I'm, yeah, I was a little nervous at first by the 16.5 number, but I think you guys are right. I just I don't see the Bills putting up uh, less than 30 in this one, and honestly that should be enough for them to cover. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I love this Bills team right now. Uh, you know, this this the defense for the Bills uh, last year um, they were definitely a lot better at home. It 
might be something uh, when they hear those tables breaking out in the parking lot pregame, you know, maybe that gets them jacked up a little bit more to maybe want to uh, go out there and just break some offenses or I don't know. But uh, this this Bills team has uh, just been, you know, you, you can't you can't say enough about Josh Allen. He, he's able to put up points, and I think the Bills are going to be able to run away with it here. The Texans, yeah, I, that offense uh, <laughs> under General Mills, uh, yeah, that's uh, very questionable. So um, love the Bills here. All right, well, we are all on the Bills. Um, next game up, guys, we've got the – Maybe the marquee matchup of the uh, weekend here. Big divisional game out west. It's the Arizona Cardinals taking on the L.A. Rams. Uh, Rams are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home in this one with an over-under set at 55. Um, I'll, I'll start it off here. I really like the Rams this week. Um, they look like the most complete team in football. I mean, we saw what Sean McVay was uh, was all about last week uh, when they beat the Bucks. I mean... They really took it to him. Um, the game wasn't even uh, that close. I was completely impressed with the way that the Rams uh, took care of business, and um, I think they're the team to beat in the NFC by far here, if not uh, in the entire NFL. So I like the Rams here, minus 4.5. Cardinals D, still got to show me something um, before I can really buy in on them to, to win a game of this magnitude. Yep, yep, I'm, I'm completely with you. I, I love the Rams. Uh, you know, just looking back at it, uh, during the Sean McVay area, <laughs> Sean McVay era, um, this this Rams team has not uh, beaten this Cardinals team by less than a touchdown. It it's always been at least a touchdown, and I at home I think the Rams are going to continue it again. Uh, this Cardinals team has been one of the better ones um, that Sean McVay has seen in years, but I. I still don't think they're good enough against this Super Bowl caliber Rams team. It's exactly like what you said, Evan. Um, so, you know, I, I love the Rams here to cover four and a half points. You know, maybe, maybe you'll see Kyler uh, show something here, but I'm not really banking on it. Um, I think McVay's just been too good of a coach. Yeah, I completely agree with you guys. Um, you know, I've actually been very impressed with what I've seen from the Cardinals this year. Um, but, I mean, you're talking the second biggest uh, coaching, um, you know, disadvantage or advantage um, other than Matt Nagy versus himself. Um, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, you saw it last week. He, he just, uh, just makes uncalled for questionable plays, you know, going for this 68-yard field goal led to a touchdown against them. Um, you know, you can't do that stuff against the Rams and Sean McVay and Matt Stafford. Um, they're the best team in the NFL right now. Uh, I'm going to take them at home. Four and a half is not too much. Um, whose house? It's Rams house. And I'm uh, laying, happy to lay those points. All right. Uh, next up, guys, we've got the Seahawks taking on the 49ers. The 49ers are actually two and a half point favorites at home in this one. With the over-under set at 52, um, I'll start this one off. You know, Niners started off kind of rough against the Packers last week. Pack jumped out to that big lead. But Niners really kind of showed up in that second half. Really what happened was they just ran out of time. And, um, you know, I think if uh, that game had five more minutes, I think the 49ers would have come back and won that game uh, and, and taken it over. But, you know, unfortunately they just left Aaron Rodgers with a little bit too much time. 
So I think they got some stuff to build off of with that last game. Um, they're at home here against a division rival. Um, you know, while I lean the Niners, I think uh, what I really like is the under. And uh, Robbie, I'll turn it over to you. Uh, you can kind of start the conversation on that. Yeah, I, I actually right there with you. Even though I'm on the side of the Seahawks, um, you know, I, I, I think this line could go about just about either way between these two teams. But this under, you know, that that's a high number, um, especially um, between these two teams. I think this Seahawks defense is a lot better than people um, give credit to. Um, they're, they're still not great, but I think they're going to be able to do enough to maybe keep Garoppolo and company in check a little bit. Uh, especially with the injuries going on in that 49ers offense. And this 49ers defense is, they're, they're a good unit. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they should be able to keep uh, Russell Wilson and uh, company in check a little bit, especially you got uh, Tyler Lockett was a little beat up after last week. He should still be good to go, but uh, um, I, I expect a close one. I, I don't expect it to be quite to this number uh 52 seems too high to me adam what do you think oh i mean i it's a, i i'm having a tough time calling this game uh against the spread um you know I, i'm probably gonna lean the seahawks here I, I just think they have the best quarterback in these these interdivision matchups um you know seahawks 49ers they tend to be super close so i'm at i'm gonna take the two and a half points here for the seahawks um but yeah, that that fifty-two line uh, that shocked me. Um, you know, I, I just don't see either offense, you know, generating enough points to cover that line. Um, I, I I'd, I'd be shocked if this goes over, um, you know, forty-five. To be honest, so uh, maybe look alt line here. But Forty um, Niners, they've they've been unimpressive this year, uh, defensively and offensively, having trouble running the ball. Um, I know they're banged up, but. Um, yeah, tough, tough to call here. I'll lean Seahawks, but um, you know, I won't be betting this game other than the under. All right, guys. Next up, got an interesting matchup here. Uh, one that I'm looking forward to. Uh, it's the Baltimore Ravens heading into Denver to take on the Broncos. Uh, Broncos undefeated right now. Um, they might be. Uh, they might be a team that's actually for real, and we might be seeing them in the postseason, uh, especially if they keep up this level of play. But this is a this is a big test for them, probably the largest test they've faced uh, yet this year and uh, should be interesting here. But this Ravens team, it's actually a pick em right now, even in Denver uh, with the over-under set at 44.5. So uh, even game, not expecting a lot of scoring. You know, for me, I'm, I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Um, I just think that, uh, you know, they're going to be a little bit tough to beat, but I'm, I'm very hesitant about this. I mean, there's a lot of things that say uh, – Broncos I just I think Lamar is going to be a little bit too much to handle uh, and really the the Ravens are just going to be you know one score away at any given point and you know I just feel like this is a team this is a game where the Broncos are going to need to kind of pour it on offensively and you know keep a team down and I'm just not sure that they've got it in them yet to do that so uh, I like the Ravens here I think Lamar's just gonna be a little bit too much for him but uh, Adam what are your thoughts um, I, I feel pretty good about the Broncos. Uh, you know, this September home games for the Broncos, they're, uh, you know, essentially undefeated. I, I like I like what I've seen out of this Ravens team. I think 
Lamar, uh, Lamar in a passing game has been pretty impressive. They haven't been able to run the ball with much success this year. Despite that, they're still winning games. Um, you know that I, I just think they they run into a, a, a just a better team this week. Teddy Bridgewater has looked outstanding um, with that offense. They, they have an identity. They know who they are, and I I, I think you know the Ravens defense um, they haven't impressed me enough where I can you know bet them with a banged up offense to beat a, a very what I think is a very good AFC team on the road. So give me the Broncos here. Yeah, I, I'm with you right there. I, I like the Broncos here. Um, I'll, I'll probably bet on I, I think this might be the one where Broncos get some national attention. I mean, granted, their first three games uh, kind of cakewalk, but I think they've got a good situation coming up here at home. You know, Broncos always love to play. Uh, they always play well at home early on in the season, and I could see uh, the Ravens uh, trying to lean too much on Lamar uh, ru- rushing around and I've got a feeling he might get a little gassed with this high altitude and the Broncos are going to be able to uh, come through in the fourth quarter and pick up this victory here. So, you know, this, I mean, the line says it, it's a pick em. It's going to be a close, exciting game, and that's exactly what I'm expecting here. I, I think this is going to be a fun one to watch. All right, guys, next game up, we've got the Steelers taking on the Packers. Uh, Packers six and a half point favorites at home with the over under set at forty five and a half. I talked on this a little bit earlier, guys, but I am uh, I'm out on the Steelers team. I think their name carries some betting weight, and I think Big Ben carries some betting weight that kind of skews some of these numbers. But um, I don't think there's any shot in hell they can keep up with the Packers here. Love the Packers this week. I expect it to be you know the Steelers defense should keep them in it for you know a good portion of the game, but I just think you know. Over the course of four quarters, uh, they're not going to be able to keep up with this uh, Aaron Rodgers offense. You know, the Steelers' offensive line is is a joke right now. They can get zero push, and, and Big Ben, I'd say he's running for his life if he could actually run at this point mm-hmm. for his career, but he, he really can't. Um, I, I think the Packers should be able to cover this 6.5 uh, quite easily. I'm expecting a double-digit win for them. But, uh, Adam, I know you feel differently. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I like the Steelers here. Um you know, I I understand what you're saying, and they they've looked bad, and um, you know, you, you can make you can make very very valid points to bury the Steelers team, but um, you know, this is a team that under Tomlin has not finished under below 500. Um, still have a lot of experience on that team. I think getting a healthy JJ Watt back, um, TJ Watt, I'm sorry, is gonna uh, make a difference for this team. You, you know, you saw them beat the Bills on the road week one uh, with a healthy defense. You know the Packers are having; they've held up good, but they have a lot of trouble at tackles. Um, the offensive line is a little banged up. Uh, Zadarius Smith's banged up. I, I just don't see them, you know, getting to the quarterback as well as some of the other teams that the Steelers have faced. Uh, I, th- I think it's a good matchup. Uh, I like the Steelers here, and this one, uh, I got a sneaky feeling it it could could be a money line upset for the Steelers. Uh, just a huge bounce back. I think they prove some of their doubters a little wrong I, th- I think they come out strong here and make this a close game yeah to me uh i think tj watt is a big factor in this game and i'm not gonna touch this game until i get any sort of injury reports probably i mean i'm gonna expect that he's gonna be questionable coming into sunday so um, this is gonna probably be a last second play, if anything. But you know, I'm gonna lean at the side of the Packers. Um, I, I I agree with Evan in that the Steelers feel like they're a little overrated more by namesake 
than anything. But, you know, if T.J. Watt is back, I could, yeah, I could absolutely see him getting pressure uh, on Aaron Rodgers and um, force him to throw a lot sooner than he needs to and um, giving him a little tough time and give Packers a little bit of struggle. We've seen the Packers struggle under pressure already so far this year, but um, I, right now I'm not super confident in T.J. Watt coming back on Sunday. I can't, can't recall what the injury was, but it, groin injury. it was a groin. Ah, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm still going to lean Packers here. All right, so we got two on the pack, one on the Steelers here. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, should be an interesting game. Next up, guys, we've got the uh, Buccaneers taking on the Patriots. Uh, Patriots are seven-point underdogs at home in this one with the over-under set at 49. Uh, Robbie, kick us off on this oh, one. Oh, man, what a I, treat. Can't, I can't believe this one's only seven. Um, I, honestly, you know, this this is going to be – this is going to probably be the last time Tom Brady and probably even Gronk are going to be in Foxborough. Uh, you know, this is this – is, I'm, I, I'm confident that this is a game that has been circled on Tom Brady's schedule ever since the schedule was released, and you know I, I think he's going to get up for it. You know, if there's one guy who could handle the spotlight, you know, TB12 is that guy. Uh, I have absolutely full confidence in here, him here, and you know this Patriots team. You know, they may scheme something up on defense to try to s- slow them down a little bit, but. I don't think they're going to have enough. You know, that offense um, has not been that great under Mac Jones so far, to be honest. And I, I don't think the Patriots are going to be able to keep pace with this high-powered Bucks team who are going to get Antonio Brown back, who they seem like they desperately missed last week. Um, so with all that, you know, I, I love the Buccaneers. Uh, I'm sure you... Could add some more points that I missed, but I, I am making this one my lock. But it's a lock! No! Kind of as a side point, I think I might be uh, throwing a little bit on on a little anytime touchdown for Gronk here, you know. I, I could absolutely see them forcing a way at some point in the game to uh, get get that connection going for one last time in Foxborough. Yeah, uh, I mean, I agree with pretty much everything you said, Robbie. What a treat for Sunday Night Football. Um I sort of call this the Petty Bowl because you know, Bronc or Buccaneers Patriots does not scream rivalry if you just look at it. You know, not 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 not, not looking at Belichick Brady, but um, you know, both these both these guys are trying to prove a point to each other. Um, you know, I I think that if you learned anything from Tom Brady's career, that you, you don't bet against him, and you know, the Patriots sort of did, and uh, I think they're going to feel the wrath on Sunday night. Um, you know, I, I took an alt line here with the Bucks. I think, um, you know, they're not going to let up regardless of the score. If they're up 30, they're going to be trying to just stuff it down their throats. Um, I just don't think the Patriots have enough prowess on defense to um, and offense to just keep up with this Bucks team. They're superior. Um, yeah, I, I love the Bucks here, and I, I like I mentioned. It, no score is going to stop the Patriot or the Buccaneers from trying to run up the run up the the deficit here. So I'm I'm taking the over here, and I'm expecting a big game from uh, Tom here. He, he's both teams know each other well. I just think talent prevails, and God knows the talent is on the Buck side here. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the Patriots in this one. Um, I just think Belichick's got something a little special worked up here. Uh, I'm not necessarily certain that the Patriots are going to win this game, but I just feel like seven points against Bill Belichick in that spread, it's just at home, that seems like too much. Um, I feel like he's... Uh, He's capable of keeping this uh, game close through his game plan, and that defense is good enough. Plus, you know, Mac Jones will he'll probably struggle, but I, I just I feel like you can get this game to, you know, 24-20 or something like that, something pretty close uh, where the Patriots can kind of keep within an earshot here and find a way to cover the spread. It might even be a backdoor cover. I don't know. I just This feels like just a little bit too many points uh, for the Buccaneers to have to cover on the road in a you know spotlight matchup here uh, against Bill Belichick when you know he's going to be absolutely motivated. I guarantee he's probably sleeping about four hours this week. So, um, yeah, I just got a feeling the Pats are going to find a way to cover here. All right, guys, uh, next up we've got the uh, Raiders taking on the Chargers in L.A. for Monday Night Football where the Chargers are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. With the over/under set at fifty-two and a half, uh, Adam, why don't you start this one off? Uh, I'm excited for this matchup. Uh, two two undefeated teams. Um, I'm sorry, Chargers lost. Um, two two top teams in the AFC West. Um, I I'm gonna go back to Week One here. I I, I sort of like the Raiders against the Ravens. I didn't pick them, um, but I, I going back ever since Gruden was coach, you might as well call them the Monday Night Raiders because they they show up. In prime time, uh, they they give their best, especially on Monday night. And you know, I, I don't know if they're going to win this game, but I expect this to be a very close matchup. Uh, Inner division, uh, I'm just going to take the team with the points here, getting three and a half. I, I you know, I Chargers could come out and blow out the Raiders, and that wouldn't surprise me. But the way Derek Carr is playing, um, I, this might be a different Raiders team than we've seen um, previously, and I got to start giving them more credit. So I'm I'm going to take the Raiders here with the points. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Chargers. I just think, uh, you know, Herbert's gonna find a way to get this offense clicking, and uh, you know, somehow the Raiders keep putting up 24, you know, 27 points a week, and I, I don't know. I don't know how they're pulling it off. I just, I don't see it on paper. Uh, but they kind of find a way to uh, scratch and claw their way downfield somewhat efficiently, and and put up some decent points week after week. So. Um, you know, Ruggs is definitely a big piece of that he's, uh, he's definitely having a nice bounce back from his, uh, year two season or his, uh, rookie season. Uh, but for me, I just think the chargers a little bit better on both sides of the ball. Um, in this one, plus they're at home, you know, we know necessarily that uh, home field advantage isn't uh, a big thing for the chargers, but I actually bet there's probably a good deal of Raiders fans in the house for this too. Got that old LA connection. Um, but that said, I'm still going to go Chargers minus three and a half. Ultimately, I think uh, their offense is going to be a little bit too much for the Raiders to keep up with. But Robbie, what do you think? Man, I, I swear I remember a similar a similar game um, between the Chargers and Raiders. I'm not sure if it was last year or two years ago where it was a Thursday night game, and I, I think it was. I felt about the same. Uh, I thought the Chargers were a little better, and they, they should have no problem covering the spread. Um, but then the Raiders surprised. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to learn from that situation, and I'm going to stick with the Chargers here. I, I do th- think they are the better team here. And Justin Herbert, you know, he's looking he's looking good. Um, you know, come to think about it, this may have been 
two years ago when Evan first called out uh, Philip Rivers for being bad before the Adam and I really caught on to him being bad, and that game may have actually been the point where okay, yeah, Rivers is uh, he's a little too old now, but. Um, I, I'm going to side with the Chargers here. I, I just think they're better on both sides of the ball, but I, I can see it being close, so I'm not going to have anything on this game right here. All right, guys, that'll do it for our uh, week four picks. Just to recap uh, where we wound up with our lead pipe lock. So, Adam, you took Bills minus 16.5. Uh, Robbie, you were on Bucks minus 7. And then I took Jags plus 7.5 on Monday Night Football. Um, now what are we thinking for our podcast parlay? Uh, I know we were all on the same page with Dolphins. We're all very high on the Rams. There's that Seahawks Niners, uh, under, we're all really in on the bills. What are we thinking here, guys? I think we got to go Rams. I think we, that's probably our strongest. Um, I'm, I'm up for any of those last three. Yeah. I, we, when we pick it for the parlay, the, the over unders, I, I'm not sure how those are the ones that always miss during the week, but you know I do really like the Seahawks 49ers under. I mean, it's it's got to hit eventually for us, right? Let's go to the well, yeah. Keep on grinding. Keep grinding. Um, Why don't we go uh, Bills minus 16 and a half too? I just feel like they should be able to cover that. Love it. Let's do it. Well, Bills, Rams, and Hawks Niners under. Let's do it. All right. Um, guys, our consensus eliminator for the week, I mean, this is the easy one, but again, our philosophy here is, you know, don't, uh, don't overcomplicate things. Just take the Bills, uh, at home versus the Texans. That would be an all-time upset if they lost, um, like, basically a once-in-every-20-years kind of upset if they lost, so, uh, not seeing that happening. But, uh, before we get out of here, gotta turn it over to Adam triumphant return of the power parlay of the week it's been uh it's been a minute um you know i wasn't gonna bring this back until i felt really good about uh group of lines here we're going four teams this week um we're going all favorites all teams that i think are just squarely you know top class playoff teams uh we're gonna go cowboys minus four at home uh bills minus 16 and a half at home rams minus four and a half at home and then round it out with Robbie's lock. Bucks minus seven on the road. Well, it's not really a road game for uh, good old Tom Brady. That that's his home. Um, juice on this one is going to be plus uh, one thousand one hundred seventy-five. Um, yeah, I, that's a that's some good juice. I'm telling you, uh, this is going to hit. So get on it. Do do we want to talk about another one of those money line parlays? Because I feel like they've been pretty good for us so far. I mean, they Let's hit last it. week. Um, yeah, what do you got for us, Rodney? You know, I th- I, th- I think we talked about five that are we're feeling pretty good with. Um, you know, Bills. It's not going to add a whole lot of juice, but you know, it, it adds a little something. You if you parlay Bills, um, thinking Saints at home against the Giants. Um, think of the Chiefs at Philadelphia. Uh, that. That one seems like a tough one for them to lose there. Uh, Rams at home and the Buccaneers in New England. Uh, if you parlay all those, that's plus 250. Um, I, I think that's a good return right there. Um, and if you're feeling any any bit spicier, maybe throw in Packers and maybe the Cowboys. What do you guys think? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I kind of set my piece on the Panthers. I expect that game to be close, but I still expect the Cowboys to kind of win a close one there. Uh, and then, you know, Packers, I'm all in on. Um, I, I don't see why they would lose, but Adam, what do you think? Yeah, I think this is probably a really good week to do that. Um, you know, the five you mentioned, I'd, I'd honestly be shocked if, if any of those teams were to lose. So I think, you know, parlaying them together is a great call there, and I think it's going to be worth uh, worth the investment. I, I, I'm telling you, I have a bad feeling on that Packers game, so I'd be off that personally, but you guys are both, uh, you guys are both squarely on that, so um, definitely yeah. feel you there. But Yeah, definitely why I think, thinking just these five right here, you know, but, you know, Anybody listening out there want to follow along and want to edit any of those, you know, I think those are fair game, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, that'll do it for our week four episode. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back with you next week to recap week four and tell you about all the money we won and then uh, get into uh, week five. But uh, until then, uh, stay safe and good luck with the gambling.